To them, she was a friend. But on their hunt, they kept just missing her. It had driven Shelby nuts. They'd gone from one bizarre stop to the next, and still had seen no sign of Luce. She and Miles had bickered several times over which way to go and how to get there, and Shelby hated fighting with Miles. It was like arguing with a puppy. The truth was, neither of them really knew what they were doing. But in Jerusalem, there had been one good thing. The three of them, Shelby, Miles, and Daniel, had actually, for once, gotten along. Now, with Daniel's blessing, some might call it a command, Shelby and Miles were finally headed back home. Part of Shelby worried about abandoning Luce, but another part, the part that trusted Daniel, was eager to get back to where she was supposed to be, her proper era and place. It felt like they had been traveling for a very long time, but who knew how time worked inside the announcers? Would they come back and find they'd been gone just seconds? Shelby had wondered, a bit nervously. Or would years have passed? As soon as we get back to Shoreline, Miles said, I'm running straight into a long, hot shower. Yeah, good call. Shelby grabbed a chunk of her thick, blonde ponytail and sniffed. Wash this announcer funk out of my hair, if that's even possible. You know what? Miles leaned in, lowering his voice, even though there was no one else around. Weird that the announcer had planted them so far off the grounds of the school. Maybe tonight we should sneak into the mess hall and snag some of those flaky biscuits. The buttery ones? From the tube? Shelby's eyes widened. Another genius idea from Miles. The guy was good to have around. Man, I've missed Shoreline. It's good to be... They crossed beyond the line of trees. A meadow opened up before them. And then it hit Shelby. She wasn't seeing any of the familiar Shoreline buildings, because they weren't there. She and Miles were somewhere else. She paused and glanced at the hillside surrounding them. Snow sat on the boughs of trees that Shelby suddenly realized were definitely not California redwoods, and the slushy mud road ahead of them was no Pacific Coast Highway. It wound downward over the hillside for several miles toward a stunningly old-looking city protected by a massive black stone wall. It reminded her of one of those faded old tapestries where unicorns frolicked in front of medieval towns, which some ex-boyfriend of her mom had once dragged her to see at the Getty. I thought we were home, Shelby cried, her voice landing somewhere between a bark and a whine. Where were they? She stopped, just short of the crude road, and looked around at the muddy desolation before her. There was no one around. Scary. I thought we were, too. Miles scratched his cap glumly. I guess we're not quite back at Shoreline. Not quite? Look at this excuse for a road. Look at that fortress thing down there. She gasped. And are those little moving dots knights? Unless we're in some kind of theme park, we're stuck in the freaking Middle Ages. She covered her mouth. We'd better not get the plague. Whose announcer did you open up in Jerusalem, anyway?
I don't know, I just... We're never going to get home. Yes, we are, Shell. I read about this, I think. We got backwards in time by leapfrogging through other Angel's announcers, so maybe we have to get home that way, too. Well, what are you waiting for? Open another one. It's not like that. Miles jerked his baseball cap lower over his eyes. Shelby could barely see his face. I think we have to find one of the angels and just sort of borrow another shadow. You make it sound like borrowing a sleeping bag for a camping trip. Listen, if we find a shadow that casts across the century where we actually exist, we can make it home. How do we do that? Miles shook his head. I thought I'd done it when we were with Daniel in Jerusalem. I'm scared.